This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on ESPN Radio WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. Christian Gokel, pleased to be joined by the head football coach of your Benedictine Cadets, Danny Britt. Coach, a big win for you guys on Friday night over Wayne County. And I say big because talking before the game and, and seeing it in the game, Wayne County really big on both lines of scrimmage. And, Coach, that's where I want to start, man. I thought a really nice performance from the defensive line and the offensive line on Thursday night. Excuse me. Yeah, that, that's correct, Christian. I feel like uh, both uh, lines played pretty well uh, defensively. Uh, the, the second week in a row, I felt like we, we, we did pretty well with the, the front three and, and those guys that came in for them. Uh, offensive line, of course, none of them graded out well. Uh, you always focused in on those first steps and that sort of thing that we got to continue to improve. But, um, but I felt like they, they opened some holes for, for Justin. And, Coach, you mentioned Justin right there. Third straight game of at least three touchdowns for Justin Thomas, already in double digits for touchdowns on the year. He goes for 12 rushes, 166 yards, and as we mentioned, three touchdowns for him. It really seems like he's getting more and more comfortable in that role as a lead back. Definitely. Uh, he, he has done that. I think part of it, too, uh, you know, the first two weeks, uh, one, the caliber teams we were playing, but also – he playing both ways and being a return guy and everything that he has to do, he had to kind of play himself in shape a little bit. Um, so, you know, as he's getting more comfortable and in shape with that, it's, he's doing a great job. And I think, uh, you know, Coach DePhillips and Coach Coleman are designing ways to get him the ball that he, that he really likes. And he's had a really strong start to the season, as we've mentioned. And uh, we kind of talked about this last week before the Wayne game. Holden Garner has been amazingly efficient this season. I know Kevin Thomas and I were talking about it on the pregame show on Thursday. It, he, he just really hasn't made a mistake, hasn't made just the, oof, what are you kind of doing there throw. It seems like he's been on target. There's obviously been a lot of drops, but uh, 83 yards for him on Thursday night, but didn't really need him to do too much of the air. But when he did throw it, uh, averaging over 20 yards of completion and putting two touchdowns on the board. Yeah, uh, obviously the one throw to the first touchdown to Zaquan was just, just a beautiful ball. And then um, the second one to, to Zaquan was, was a good ball, one heck of a catch. So, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's done really well and, um, you know, has that talent, that, that superior arm arm talent. And, and we've got to do a better job of, of, of catching the balls. We've been, you know, working on that before practice, after practice, during practice. Uh, and, and the guys are just going to really have to focus in on, on catching the ball. And, Coach, uh, kind of a quiet night for Cam Edge, but I know for him a lot of misdirection stuff where he was coming in motion and you were going just to another player or he was having to lead block. What did you see out of Cam Edge on Thursday? Yeah, Cam, he did what he was supposed to do as, as a teammate, and he, he blocked hard and well, uh, which is very important for our slot backs. Uh, you know, they, they have to be able to block. Uh, Typically, now it's past two games. It's been more Justin, and we get him in the eye a lot. But, but typically, our our slot back is going to have to do a lot of blocking, uh, you know, and then we'll expect it in return when they get the ball. And coach, sticking with the offense here, and again, we talked about the offensive line, and they had a really successful night, especially open up uh, run holes. I just, I feel like the one thing that we were talking about wasn't there uh, after the game. 
just the intermediate passing game, I guess, just the easy throws. We haven't really seen it. I don't know if maybe that's just because of the scores or the def- the defenses the first couple weeks were taking away those intermediate passing. But the, the 5 to 10 to 15-yard passing game, Coach, we haven't really seen that flourish early this season. Uh, we haven't, and, and um, we need to continue to work on that. And it, it, it were some drops. Uh, probably Holden's, you know, uh, Garner's only mistake of that night is, Cam was running a, a quick out route, and he he led him a little bit too far. He couldn't get it, get his hands on it. So, um, you know, we've got to to work on that and improve that, and and uh, you know, and I think part of it too is they're taking some of that away and trying to make make it sort of make the more difficult pass. And how important is it to get that as part of the arsenal? Obviously, you have the guys to do it, but maybe it's just repping it or, or opening it up with more deep shots. How important is it to get that, though, especially as you start to go up against better teams like we have coming up this week, uh, region play, and then into the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, every, everything's important, as you know. And, and, and you're going to have to just – you can't rely on the deep ball all the time. going to have to be able to complete five-yard passes. And, and, you know, with most of our guys, a five-yard pass can turn into a 55-yard right. touchdown. Yeah, I just remember last year that really seemed to be the bread and butter of the offense was, like you said, you throw a, a five-yard drag route, sometimes not even that far, and all of a sudden it's a 60-yard touchdown. Yep, that is – you know, that's part of it. And, you know – and we 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 we've hit the uh, swing passes a good bit. I know to Cam quite a bit. You know that's been part of the. You know it's almost like a an extension of the run game, just a, a swing pass and get upfield. Coach, flipping it over to the defensive side of the ball. I really thought coming into this game, uh, just thinking Wayne County, that they were going to try to run it straight at you guys. But really, uh, it seemed like they were trying to stretch you sideline to sideline with some misdirection stuff. But still, big offensive line getting a big push against you guys. But really, defensive line held their own. Uh, and just an- another week of the linebackers and the safeties running their alleys really well. Yeah, I felt like they. Uh, I felt like we played pretty well. Like we mentioned earlier, the defensive front. Uh, he played well, um, and then the two outside linebackers, uh, Sapp and Cromenhawk, did a good job of of holding the edge, especially Cromenhawk, and you know he's put into that uh, position more with his position. Um, the two sophomore inside linebackers, uh, Wilkes Albert and Bryce Baker, continuing to come into their own and, and really getting a feel for for playing that. I I know that one touchdown run we. They didn't feel correctly in the way we were playing the safeties. They were they were coming down in cover four and playing you know the outside run because we knew that's what they were going to try to do some as well. And and the guy there was nobody there to touch him. <laughs> but uh, but other than that, I felt like we played pretty well. And coach, big number fifty five inside Thomas, man, he just he, it's different when you have a three hundred pounder in there. But he's only a sophomore as well. But it just seems like he's adding an extra dimension to this defense that maybe we haven't seen before, at least in the past couple of years, where he can eat up two or three guys at a time and really allow the rest of the defense to flow. Yeah, really. If he continues to grow like like he has been, he can be really good and really be huge for our, our defense because you're right. He, it's going to take more than one cat to, to block him, and, and he can move well for a 315-pound, 15-year-old kid. Uh, so uh, – uh, you know, if he continues to grow in his, his position, it could really mean a lot for our defense. And Coach, before we go to special teams here, just going through the defensive stats from Thursday, I just think it's cool. I think Cadets fans might think it's cool, too. You see some uh, names on there that we used to see in the past, like Ionone and Blackshear. Uh, it's got to be pretty cool for you when you're filling out the stat sheets. Yeah, definitely. I love love being able to get those guys in that, that you know, haven't 
played as much or maybe play on JV, and and those guys are getting in, getting valuable reps, and it's huge. Uh, especially you see Blackshear, a freshman, that's going to be a standout. He's just got to learn how to play at this level, and uh, physically he's going to be an exceptional athlete. Again, huge win on Thursday night. And, Coach, uh, we always talk about on kickoffs trying to steal a possession, and you guys are able to pull it off, uh, kind of hit a lob wedge over to the sideline. It sticks, and nobody from Wayne County reacts, uh, and you're able to scoop it up and steal a possession, as we said. And, and I asked you about this on Thursday. I'm curious if you had a chance to review the tape. Can, can you walk us through your celebration on the sideline? <laughs> I still don't – I don't know exactly what that was, but <laughs> I was having fun with it. It is fun when – and, you know, you do that, and and, uh, and it all kind of comes together. Uh, the guy, we just he was way over inside the, the the hash mark there, and I was like, "There's no way if this, if our, if Grove puts it where he typically puts it, that he could get to it." And then, of course, it uh, it just hit and, and and bounced directly backwards right into Ben's hand, so it kind of worked out perfectly. I'm curious, Coach, because one of my favorite things to watch is guys like Lane Kiffin when they when they scheme something up so well that they know as soon as the ball snapped is a touchdown. So you just see their hands in the air on the sideline. Have you ever schemed something up that well where you just you knew as soon as the ball was snapped it was going to go your way? Uh, yeah, I, I, I probably. I'm always scared to do that. Though. <laughs> I'm always scared to, uh, you know, like here's what I'll do. Instead of I'm not quite that arrogant. Uh, so like in the headsets, I went on that one. I said, I, I, I feel like we have this one. You know, that's going to be mine. I'm not like oh, it's our ball or, you know, I, I, one time last year I said, um, I, I, you know, we threw up a, a slip fox, which is a fake slip screen and, and, and throw it deep and, and either hold an overshot Trent or Trent dropped it. I can't remember what happened, but I had looked at the AD and said, Hey, this touchdown, and then and then yeah. it wasn't. So uh, I try not to say that because it, it tends to not work out for me. Well, see, you can, like you said, you can be arrogant and overconfident to the other side of it too. Because I know on Thursday you guys just went under center, everybody in tight, and you had Zaquan split out wide, and he was one-on-one. And so I just kind of said it on the broadcast. I was like, watch out for the shot here to Zaquan. And then y'all threw it for the touchdown, and Kevin was like, wow, man, you're getting your Tony Romo on. I'm like, I don't know if that's Tony Romo or just like everybody in the stadium when you have a dude press coverage one-on-one with Zaquan. It's like, oh, that ball's probably going to him. Yeah, especially that was right after Justin had the interception. So right after the turnover, we want to take a shot and – and, and A.J. went max protection there so that, uh, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty easy call. I think most people were, uh, were, were calling that one. Yeah, usually when you see old number one matched up one-on-one with somebody, the ball is probably going in his direction. we got to take a quick break. We'll come back, though. Huge game coming up in Memorial Stadium on Friday night. We'll dive into a preview of that when we come back next right here on ESPN Radio. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Big one coming up in Memorial Stadium on Friday night. The Ware County Gators undefeated, led by UCF commit Thomas Castellanos, who Cadets fans will remember very well from last season, one of the best players in the state. Coach, before we dive too far into the preview of this one, though, this is one of those games, regular season games, that people have circled on their calendar about a year out. Yeah, definitely. It's a huge game. We know that. There's going to be a lot of interest in it. And, you know, they're, they're an incredible football team, a, a great program, and and uh, we feel like we, we have been too. So, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of interest in it. You know, we, we as a 
theme uh, as coaches met yesterday and, and just said, hey, but, you know, we're going to go out and keep trying to get as good as we can be at the game of football, which hopefully people understand what that means now, and, and, and go play this game. So um, we're excited about it, but also understand it's still midway through the season. Again, Ware County coming in, uh, haven't scored less than 41 points on the year, and they played a pretty strong schedule. I think the one coach maybe people in southeast Georgia don't inherently know because they don't follow co- or, uh, high school football on a statewide level, but you see 52-28 uh, to 28 over Eagles Landing Christian. That's a pretty solid result. I'm telling you, Eagles Landing is loaded in, in a really, really good football team, and, and uh, for them to, to be able to put that many on them, it's, it's going to be a major challenge for us, no doubt. So I don't think there's any point in beating around the bush. Uh, Thomas Castellano standing back there at quarterback. He, he's the star of the show. He's really, I think, the best way PJ and I were discussing this, the best way I think to describe Thomas Castellanos is just a point guard with a cannon attached to his arm just because how comfortable he is in that offense and distributing the football. It, it's, unless you're coaching against him, it's really fun to watch him play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not so much fun when you're trying to, to scheme up against him, but uh, but he, he's a tremendous talent. Uh, got, you know, got, definitely has the, uh, the you know the attitude for it. Be able to, you know, hey, rush me. He, he wants you to rush him. Wants you to put pressure on him. And and uh, he's really good, really talented, and has a lot of talented people around him. And coach, we hear the word leverage a lot in football, and we hear announcers throw it around and coaches throw it around a lot, but I think leverage is going to be hugely important in this game coming up. For the fans out there who maybe don't know what you mean when you're saying that, can you kind of describe to us what that means for you? Yeah, definitely, and it means you know a lot of different things right. uh, throughout the game of football. Obviously, on the line of scrimmage, typically the you know in the in the box, a linebacker running by his guys, you better maintain your leverage. You know, stay underneath their pads and and be able to get the leverage on them. And and then um, of course it can mean a little bit different thing when you're talking about in the secondary and receivers and that sort of thing. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a game where you're going to have to be able to maintain that, um, or, or you know you'll get beat. It's just that simple. Hey, Coach, what is? And I know you're not going to give us the the game plan here, but just overarchingly when it comes to stopping a quarter that bag that can beat you with his arms and his legs what are the most important things you identify as a defensive coach yeah i mean first of all you just you, you're gonna have to he's gonna get his and you know that you can't can't completely stop it but you've got to try to corral him as much as you possibly can and not and not just let him be a, a free runner and, and, and just make him play so you know, we're going to do what we do. Uh, you know, obviously we're going to scheme up against whoever we're playing as best we can. But we're going to do what we do and try to go do it as good as we can possibly do it. And, again, a really explosive offense for them, one that can beat you on the ground or through the air. But, I mean, I think if flip it over and you're with Jason Strickland and their meetings, they're probably having a lot of the same conversations where it's, Listen, if we sit back and we're trying to play deep coverage and stop the deep game, then they're either going to pick us apart over the top or number four is going to be running all over us. I mean, this is a really fun matchup going both ways because you have two really talented offenses led by two quarterbacks who are going to play big-time college football. It definitely ought to be an exciting game to to watch and and, and go see. And you're right, you're going to have big-time guys out there all over the place. And, uh, yes, it ought ought to be a fun high school football game. Uh, game, I you know I told our alumni at the beginning of the year at their their annual meeting. I said you know guys this this schedule is no joke. You know uh, I, I'm going to try to win them all, of course, but you know we could we could you know there 
pretty much every game on the books we could lose. That, that's the type of schedule we're playing. And so, uh, the, you know, hopefully they understand that and just understand we're going to be better from playing these really good football teams. What's your conversation like with Holden Gariner before a game like this? I just tell him to lead and continue doing, you know, what he, he does and, and uh, you know, go compete. And, and you know, if, when things go good, you know, uh, congratulate everybody else. When things go bad, say, hey, hey, that's on me. That's on me. I'm the leader. And take it. And then, you know, let's just go forward like that. I'm sure people are getting annoyed at me because I've been talking about it since the Wayne County game ended. But this one is a huge football game and a really fun football game coming up on Friday night in Memorial Stadium. Coach, I think the reason I'm trying to stress it so much is because if the fans out there decide to take a Friday off, there's a distinct chance there's more people in green and gold than in maroon. Yeah, they'll definitely definitely bring a bunch of people. Uh, They typically do. They travel well. They have a a great following. Uh, the entire town loves to follow them. So, yeah, we definitely need everybody we can to come out and support us and have a great atmosphere. I know it's funny. When you start hearing schools like Blank County, where everybody in the county is going to that game, it's a little bit different experience. It, definitely, no doubt. It's uh, Everybody in that entire county and certainly town uh, you know, going to be at the game and be interested in what's going on. All right, Coach, before we let you go, man, i got to get a college football question in here for you. I think after a, a weird weekend where Florida took Alabama to the brink, I'm seeing a lot of AP pollsters out there saying, maybe m- maybe Georgia's better, maybe we need a, m- to bump Georgia up to number one. I just got this feeling in my stomach that after teams won 21 straight games, doesn't matter if they win it by two or by 20, until somebody beats them, for me at least, I couldn't vote Alabama anywhere lower than number one. No, no, definitely. Alabama's still number one. I think I was watching the SEC Network and Gene Chizik said it. You know, it's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Alabama's still Alabama. They, they, yeah, it was a close game, but they still beat, you know, an SEC school in their stadium. And, uh, no, so Alabama's number one until somebody beats them. There we go. Danny Britt, kind enough to sit down with us as he does on every Monday afternoon. Got a big one coming up on Friday night. Make sure you go ahead and purchase your tickets and pack out Memorial Stadium because this is going to be a fireworks show on Friday night. Coach, we really appreciate the time, man. Look forward to seeing you out there. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Christian. And don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll be joined by Cadets quarterback Holden Garner next right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. Cadets football talk continues. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio. Savannah Christian Gokel, glad to have you all hanging out with us here on this Monday afternoon. Got so much more to dive into and pleased to be joined for the first time this year by the quarterback for your cadets, Holden Garner. Holden, what's going on, man? How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm sure you guys have to be excited to get back to 500, two and two after a, a rocky start to the season. Really seems like the offense has picked it up. Just what a point shy of putting up 100 in the past two games. What have you seen out of your side of the ball uh, that's improved from the first two weeks? Yes, sir. Like you said, we've improved a lot. I mean, we've just been putting in, putting in countless hours in, on the practice field and in the film room. I mean, just working extremely hard. So that's definitely started to pay off. But um, you know, just. We, we're starting to mesh a lot better um, and just working out, working extremely hard. And, again, a huge win for you guys over Wayne County. Uh, and, really, for you, just 80 yards through the air, but two really nice touchdown passes, uh, one where you really led Zaquan Bryan in stride and one where he just went up and made a play. Uh, just walk us through those two touchdowns. Sure, yes, sir. I mean, 
obviously I want to do whatever whatever I can to help the team win, whether that's hand the ball off or throw the ball. So, um, I, yeah, like you said, I had two nice touchdowns. Um, Quan, I mean, he's he's my go-to guy. Um, uh, so just having him is, is tremendous. But, um, yeah, I mean, I can just throw the ball up to him and he'll go up and make a play. I mean, I, I feel very confident in that. I mean, we've practiced that a lot of times. So, those, I mean, he, he's tremendous to have. Big one coming up on Friday night, and you'll be going head-to-head with a guy you're very familiar with, Thomas Castellanos, uh, there at Ware County. What are some things that you think he does well that BC fans should watch out for? I mean, he's, he's an incredible athlete, whether it's throwing the ball or running the ball. He, he'll, he can push the ball downfield extremely well so just whether it's on the ground or in the air he, he he's a very good player now for you guys on offense when you're going up against an offense that can put up points like Ware County what become your goals on the offensive side of the ball I mean first and foremost just get positive yards that's what I always tell my guys is just positive yards leads to first downs which leads to touchdowns so I mean first and foremost just got to get positive yards um you know, move the ball down the field and hopefully just put in the end zone as many times as we can. Now, you played at Memorial Stadium last year, but the Memorial Stadium out in Ware County in Waycross, now you're coming back home. You'll be playing in Savannah uh, just for the fans out there. As a quarterback, uh, just some instructions for them on when they need to be loud and maybe when you're trying to make checks, when we need to quiet down a little bit. Sure, yeah, I mean, uh, it was kind of funny. I was at the Penn State game, Penn State versus Auburn game this weekend, and I think I thought it was kind of cool how uh, when Penn State was on offense, the, the crowd was you know kind of kind of quiet, but then when they were on defense, it was just extremely hectic for the other team. So that was kind of cool. But I mean, obviously, just being loud all the time. I mean, it's cool playing in the loudest environment. So just I mean, being loud the entire game. Well, you mentioned it there, up to watch that game in the wideout, one of the more unique and cooler experiences uh, inside of college football. Didn't go the way you wanted it to for your guys, but just give me your impressions with the Brian Harson offense and Mike Bobo offense through the first three weeks. Sure, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very impressed with their offense. Both of their philosophies, uh, I feel like they kind of mesh really well together. I mean, um, I like, I really like what they're doing on offense. They're in shotgun a lot, but obviously you got to be able to run the ball in the SEC, so – uh, having Tank Basie back there is, is awesome. Um, but I really really like what they're doing with the offense and really enjoy watching them. What's it like being in a whiteout, man? I know 100,000 people, uh, 90% of them are wearing all white, just screaming. What's that atmosphere like? I mean, because I've been to Neyland, and I've been to some other stadiums. I've been to Jordan-Hare uh, when it's rocking. It almost feels like there's like a, a pressure in the air, like where you can actually feel the, the noise on your skin. Oh yeah, it's 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 insane. I mean, just having 110,000 fans screaming and yelling is is uh, is nerve-wracking, but at the same time, you know, kind of it kind of fuels you. And it's I mean, it's a really cool environment. Just I mean, I've heard about it a lot, but being able to experience it uh, and cheer on the team that I'm gonna be you know playing for in a couple years or a couple months um, was incredible. Just being able to experience that and experience the wideout was just once-in-a-lifetime experience. And Holden Garner joining us here on the Danny Rich Show. Holden, we really appreciate the time, man. Uh, look forward to you guys slinging it around there on Friday night. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Danny Britt Show. Up against it here. If you missed any portion of the show, you can check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or SoundCloud. Just search ESPN Coastal. And again, coming up this Friday night right here on ESPN Radio Savannah 104.3 and 1400. You'll be able to catch Ware County, the undefeated Gators, coming to town from 5A with their big-time quarterback to take on your Benedictine Cadets at Memorial Stadium. Make sure you tune in, and we will see everyone out at Memorial on Friday night.